listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. 1989, the number, another summer, <laughs> sound of the funky drummer. Music hitting your heart because I know you got soul. Brothers and sisters, listen, if you're missing y'all swinging while I'm singing, given what you're getting, knowing what I know, while the black band's sweating and the rhythm rhymes rolling. Hey, gotta give the people what they want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are live. This is uh your host, the Blackout. This is Blackout to his podcast, your host Rod and Karen. And we're live on a Sunday morning. Yes, Sunday morning. Ready to do some podcasting. Uh we have one of our favorite people in here. Um you guys may know her from her day, her album Stay Eating Cookies which is available everywhere mm-hmm. uh, and now she's got another album coming out this month it's our girl shalewa sharp what's going on shalewa hello hey how you doing great Good. great we appreciate you coming on i know we had some technical difficulties this morning and, oh sure of course, of and, course. but you persevered and look at us we are all <laughs> together now so yeah, thank we, you <laughs> we, we're used to the technology we have a running joke with three guys on where we kind of give them like a 30 to 45 minute gap of like computer time <laughs> yeah we, yeah oh so, yeah that's a that's very sweet of you um uh, so first I, of all you got a new album coming out what's the name yep. of it it's called so you just out here <laughs> i just wanted to hear you say it, it makes me laugh every time <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that, I, I tried to add a question mark so that people would know kind of what i'm going for with mm. it um because uh, Stay Eating Cookies, while uh, I love that title, um, the inflections I've heard uh, from people trying to say it, it's just, you know, Stay Eating Cookies. But I've heard it as a question, um, <laughs> as a philosophical moment, just people really going through it. So I was like, all right, well, next time punctuation, <laughs> if, uh, if this seems to confuse folks, that's probably, that probably will help. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I love it. And then where'd you get the idea for the album cover? I, okay. I'm so glad you asked because that's probably what I worked the hardest on. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I decided to go with, um, all right, there was a time in the 70s where everyone seemed to be taking their album cover photos outside. Mm-hmm. And so um, just in the woods. And I don't know if that was a holdover from like the hippie 60s or what. Um, but I, so my influence were like 1970s country music female singers where they all had these huge bouffants and they were you know, gussied up in their finest frilly dresses, and then they were leaning on a tree or on a fence or by a horse or something, <laughs> and it's all very fuzzy. It's like Vaseline on the lens, very fuzzy. Um, and, uh, and or, you know, there were a couple of pictures I saw of Dolly Parton just in a room of pillows. And, um, and then later people sent me pictures of other covers of, like, Bill Withers just you know, with no shoes on in the woods and things like that. <laughs> so that's what I was going for. And um, I literally, I took the picture at a park that's like a block from my apartment with um, my roommate's phone. Wow. And I was just like, I think this might be the kind of lighting I need for it to look <laughs> like a crazy country western singer just leaning on a tree. <laughs> um, 
So I found one of the last four trees in Brooklyn and <laughs> managed to get the shot. Uh, I love the cover. Uh, once again, like that combo with the name, like I haven't even heard the album yet and I'm already like just laughing. Um, so I can't yeah. wait. And I love the last album, Stay Eating Cookies. I was actually listening to it again last night, um, preparing for the interview and stuff. And it was just, oh my god you're so funny i know you I know you probably get there oh, a lot but so oh my much. god like <laughs> there was also this clip um um on facebook i saw where you were talking about dating now and uh different types of men on like the apps and stuff like you, you straight up like oh, yeah. slay me man it's look like it's been i think a couple of years since you've been on the show so like what what all's been going on like i, I feel I, like i think uh you were on tv on like a late night show like you've been you've been doing things yeah it uh okay so since i've seen you i think the um if i go chronologically it might be easier the black panther moment happened yes <laughs> um where i just got an email that was like hey we're looking for people to give their review of black panther uh, for the Tonight Show, and then um, the next time uh, Chadwick Boseman is in town, uh, we're going to show him. The next time he's booked on a show, we're going to show him what people thought of the movie. And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, I can, I can do that." So I, I went down there, and there were a bunch of us, and um, we all took turns going into another room and like giving a review. And what they didn't tell us was that Chadwick Boseman was there. Yes. And so it was one of those Jimmy Fallon moments yes. where, you know, he just comes out with a celebrity while you're talking to a poster. Um, and what, and so I think mine might have been, my clip might have been notable because I wasn't like outwardly excited. Um, because I, I just, I get excited, but I'm not like a hop up and whoa kind of person. Yeah. I'm just like, a, oh, right, sure. <laughs> um, I just, I'm uh, almost too chill. And also, I have been watching at home, personally, I've just been watching clips of uh, the the Black Panther-like junket, the press junket. Mm. So I'd already been watching clips of Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. George, just, show, just coming in the rooms and people interviewing them and all that stuff. So when Chadwick Boseman walked out, I just felt like I was watching a YouTube clip. <laughs> so there was no real thing of like, oh my God, I'm in the room with him. I was like, oh yeah, of course you'd be here. This is a Black Panther thing. Yeah. You know, it was just, it was logical. Uh, and so I almost just, as if I'm talking to a video clip, just like, oh, hey, how you doing? That kind of thing. Um, and so that's kind of what was going through my head. And it wasn't until, I guess, the next day. Uh, you know, because they showed it that night. And I watched it with my roommate, and I was like, oh, that's nice. And I went to bed, and I woke up, and I had, like, maybe 30 new Twitter followers. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, cool. And then by the time I got to work two hours later, I had, like, a hundred new Twitter followers. And I was mm. like, oh, I think this might be a thing today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was bizarre in and of itself that was just a very surreal weekend um, where, you know, 
the, you know, the following couple of days, I had coworkers coming in and going, you were number one on the Yahoo News. And I was like, you still look at Yahoo News? <laughs> you know, like learning a lot about them. And... <laughs> Girl, I saw you on MySpace. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, boy. I mean, they are. I, I work with a, a few older people. There is a, I work with a woman who, when she turns on her computer, um, every morning it starts with uh, Austin Powers saying, yeah, baby. And I'm like, no. <laughs> First off, you turn off your computer every night. And then- <laughs> right, right. At least you know, then- at least you know whenever you send her an email that she gets it because then you hear, you got mail. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I was just, there was so much demand. Oh. So it was, um, it was fascinating to see that. But yeah, since then, um, I, had an opportunity to tape uh two dope queen and the new negroes and then um you know you, you they ask you if you can do it and it's on television and you try to find your dress with the least number of grease stains and you go out <laughs> and you and you try to do your best and not be nervous and in both cases i um had to do comedy without my glasses on which is mm-hmm. nuts because i've been wearing glasses since i was six and uh and i am much older than that now so but i you know i don't have like anti-glare on my glasses and so they're like well you're gonna have to take them off and i'm like okay well and i will need someone to walk me to my spot then (laughs) yeah you also have like a cane i can use (laughs) can you point can you point me towards the audience (laughs) just point me towards where they're at make sure my back isn't to them like my face or something uh so in both sets i was slightly discombobulated and i was like well i'm just gonna lean on these jokes because they're all i know right now everything else is literally a blur uh and it just so happened that that stuff all hit this year along with the opportunity to record an album um everything just kind of fell into place for 2019 which is nuts because i'm not sure that uh, that's my number in numerology. I don't know what my number is in numerology, but I didn't think it would be like 19. Mm. Well, also, you know, how long have you been doing stand up? Um, um, just shy of 10 years. In September, okay. it'll be 10 years. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's, you know, what's, that's actually really good. Like 10 years in, and it's like, boom, 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 things are starting to pop and all, pop all at once. And, um it is so weird that it's just like okay i'm on this jimmy kimmel moment and then that's what it takes for some people to be like oh my god we gotta get shalewa sharp now it's like you know what i mean like you just never know is my point right, you, you, you never like, know what's going yeah on. that's true you never i would have never thought i mean i thought i was just giving a review and uh yeah it, it is it's interesting to watch and it is i i do feel lucky that um because i didn't even i just sometimes forget that i've been doing it for so long Mm. but i mean i uprooted my life to do it and moved to new york to just kind of give it a shot and so um and i'm very non-committal about things so i had to just like sit down with myself and go no shalewa you're truly giving this a shot this is what giving a shot means like Mm. i'm now kind of at a point where i'm like all right it's time for me to like really think about this like this isn't a hobby anymore it wasn't a hobby when you moved to a new city but it, you can always <laughs> if it, if you move back in two years it was a hobby right i've been in new york for six years now so i'm like no this is a thing mm. you know you you've been on television you have you have little credits that can float around your head 
So now what? And so that's kind of what I'm sitting in, mm. um, which also kind of colors the album a bit. As as somebody that does not, I know this might sound ignorant, that does not wear glasses. You, I know you mm-hmm. and Roger does. Um, when you get your glasses, do they do it like a package? Like you want the wax job? Like do you get the anti glare? Is it something that comes? Yeah, from? Oh, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. Got, yeah, I have since gotten new glasses. I remember when those particular glasses I had on then, um, they were like, well, do you want anti-glare? And I was, you know, I was just like, when am I going to need anti-glare? No. And they're like, well, do you want transition lenses? I was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just bet on the wrong horse. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I have since gotten new glasses uh, where I have now moved into progressive lenses, which is a very sweet way of saying bifocal yeah and um and uh so i just ordered them and i made sure to click anti-glare because i'm Mm. like i can't be without i i must have anti-glare apparently that is a thing um so uh yeah so it hasn't it hasn't come up yet of course now that i've gotten anti-glare i have four pair of anti-glare glasses will i be on tv again who knows (laughs) <laughs> it's because yeah, you're prepared, prepared yeah yes yeah. and so when you mean that that means you don't have like the little line like my mom and them used to have on the glasses when you look up and down yes I, okay i don't have it yeah so what's the progress it's crazy it's so it's you look you know because i've been nearsighted so i gotta see far away so the top third is for seeing far away and then the bottom third is for where i could just get some readers from like a drugstore to mm. kind of take care of that but they've built it into my glasses so I can read my phone or books mm. or anything. Um, but then there's a middle part where instead of putting a line, they just kind of blend it. Mm. So sometimes I will look through my glasses and go, I can't see near or far. And so it's just a lot of <laughs> me just moving my head around like frantically, just trying to find the mat, the sweet spot in order to see what I need to see. It's so there's a lot of adjustments. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's getting older. As somebody that's worn glasses like uh, for a long since like fifth grade or whatever, um, mm-hmm. it, it is amazing how how far the technology has come, but it's still all the same shit, kind of. So, like, um, yes, they, they and then like the things that they add that I'm like because I also I don't know why I do this because I'm only buying glasses like once every two or three years, but when they start listing all the shit you can get, I do start being like frugal where I'm like well i can get shades if it's gonna be sunny outside i'll be fine <laughs> but really i should just say yes to all the shit because i'm right. only gonna get one pair of glasses uh unless of course uh it's a deal they sometimes they do two for one but i'm only gonna get that like one pair of glasses for the next two or three yeah. years i should it should i should just get be like let me get all the shit yeah and then figure out like if, if i don't like it then two years from now i'll be like oh you know what that wasn't cool so i'm not gonna get that but i never do i either do transition or i do the um like anti-glare or i do like anti-scratch but no transition or so, like i always mix and match and now i have right. 17 pairs of glasses that don't do all the shit i need them to do i'm like wait are these my sunny glasses i'm gonna go outside today i don't know this is ridiculous yes next time get yeah. all the options sir yeah just go ahead i mean you know you only live once and it's a shame that we're living with busted eyes but we might as well take advantage of it but yeah it does kind of feel like you're buying a new car and they're like talking about 
cleaning the undercarriage, and it's like, do I need that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> you, I'm like, you I'm, might. You might. When do I scratch my glasses up? I mean, let's be real. Then, then I get yeah. home and I'm like, damn, I scratched the shit out of these glasses. I just got them. Yeah. I don't even, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm, you know, I put on gloves just to take them out. I try to. <laughs> wipe them but something's gonna happen something right. will always happen you know it'd be nice so. right now some anti-smudge resistant glasses <laughs> right? i should have paid the extra three dollars so um, now i won't look up yeah. and see fingerprints in my glasses yeah the other thing that's weird with glasses is like it's it's a purchase that you're making but like right there but you can't even pick them up for like two weeks like it's so like you get all that shit and then i forget like i got new glasses coming and then that's when i get the yeah. phone call i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna finally see better oh man <laughs> i've been living with this headache for you know six months What's yeah. another two weeks so you, yeah you completely forget i um i went ahead and ordered mine online mm. and i i guess they're okay mm-hmm. <laughs> they trust you to do a major part of eye measuring yes that they're just like here's a paper um ruler just have a friend stand uncomfortably close to you (laughs) and look into the pupils of your eyes and measure it and then let them guesstimate a number and put that in and that's what you will wear for the next two years and i'm like i don't know what you'd be better off just be like nope let the doctor do it yeah yeah i'm like why did i pay money for the why didn't they just include that part they know i need glasses it's funny understand it it's funny what we think like we don't need a professional for now because like you know it'll it like it's like okay you need to get um your eyes looked at uh and then you need to buy some glasses okay well i can do the glasses making myself <laughs> i'll do that part thank you optometrist for letting me know my prescription spent but years and years in school I, I think i can eyeball this with my with my shoddy vision i think i can eyeball these glasses <laughs> like i just i just picture like someone seeing me one day and being like one of my sides of my glasses is like an oval and one side is like a square and they're like Oh, you did that yourself, didn't you? Yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> you, you measured that shit, huh? Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, that, that, that's why it's off, yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, not professionals yeah, just, for nothing. Yeah, I'm just like walking with a head tilt in a certain way. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> clearly, this is just how right. I have to wear these. They're like, why so. you keep staring off to the left? You be like, no, yeah. no, move to the left. That's the only <laughs> way I'm able to see you. I'm like people I'm in the only chat. talking to people that approach me on the right. Otherwise, I will not see you. At <laughs> like all. people in the chat can see it, but like if I'm walking around with my glasses like this, like it's like, oh yeah, you measured those yourself, didn't you? Yeah, that's why it's on your forehead <laughs> and one's on your nose. That that's not. Let me let me guess. You had to take off your glasses to measure the right length for the glasses. Right. It just yeah, yeah that's like, a lot of you trust. Can measure this yourself if right. you want. And I was like, can I? Yeah. <laughs> can you? We like, do you know how bad the average person is with math? Yes, we can do simple addition and subtraction, but when we try right. to do angles and shit, nah, dog. Yeah, I'm like, I should have known twenty dollar glasses made no sense. Yeah, I should have spent, spent the three hundred. <laughs> just not a down. Yeah, now that I'm wearing them on my neck, uh, hmm, this may have been a mistake. Right. Yes, be like, they ain't got yeah. all them letters behind their lanes for nothing. And I'm the I'm the dumb person that is trying to be like uh, fashionable, so mm. I'm picking out frames 
that uh, I don't. They say they take progressive lenses, but I don't think they really, you know, <laughs> took into account. Or I, I want to say they messed up. No, nah, no, nah, you <laughs> did, Shalewa, because I got them of completely different sizes. So I'm just like, oh, I got to look through this part here, and I have to place it on my nose just so. And I'm like, oh, this is meant for people with much longer noses and this is not meant for a wide nose okay so these are white people but it's too late now i paid my 20 bucks i'm going to make it work they got you so yeah they got me oh man. yeah that, that that's a struggle man but um yeah it, it, it has gotten super streamlined it's so different now than when i was coming up but uh yeah still basically the same job you know and i will mm-hmm. i will go into like a glass like my optometrist is right next to the people who sell lenses and all that shit and frames so i'll just go in there and let those people do their jobs man i, I really will be like right. yeah so uh what's gonna look good on me what's the style what's the you know what, what am i supposed to do because i don't i feel i just feel yeah i tried to do it online and i got so overwhelmed man i was i was like oh is this even gonna look like this when it get here what if i right. on, on my face is gonna look like like this is a nice skinny white lady's face these glasses are on but then when i get it, they're gonna be like these are not negro glasses and you know <laughs> i'm so also nervous man but yeah and then um don't they have like the little things that like did in your face like my mom used to have those little things that kind of kind of press in your face and for some people it's like oh. a permanent mark mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a lot it it really is a lot i just went with I, I miss when my mother would pick up frames for me. I didn't realize it at the time. And she really was just getting frames that she could wear and then putting them on my small face. So all of my glasses were way too big. Um, <laughs> but that's what I just ended up doing was just like, I'm like, let me just get the biggest glasses that I can find. I'm bound to find a spot somewhere in there where I'll be able to see with more <laughs> surface area. <laughs> and uh, and so that's kind of what I i did but yeah i wish i wasn't also trying to be fashionable i wish i was just like coke bottles now you know but yeah. um yeah and also i'm in new york and i haven't allowed myself to try and go out and figure out where to buy uh frames because this place is terrifying um in some respects with <laughs> things like that <laughs> yeah and i was like well i don't know when i'm going to make it back to atlanta to go to a place i know to, you know and i'm like Ugh, i'll just do it online and this is how they get you so mm. now it's just uh now i'm just buying stupid stuff online and i don't know if it's going to work out <laughs> uh so i got a lot of like broken dreams in my closet <laughs> where i was like "Ooh, i was really shooting for the moon on this one it's all the stars completely just came crashing back down to earth but i hate mailing stuff back so it's like why did i even yeah why did i take the chance that's that's um, that's the that's the thing right because i have that in me too where i immediately take all the responsibility on myself as opposed to i'm like like i'm sitting there like you know what a three dollar shirt was unrealistic rod of course it (laughs) of course it has one sleeve you should now you hang that up in the closet of shame for another purchase that you made with a one sleeve shirt be like of course it cuts off and show your belly yeah you only got yeah. three dollars worth of shirt i didn't go to a tailor i spent four dollars <laughs> on amazon i'm supposed to only get half a shirt you you walking out there like theo huxtable when yeah when, uh, i don't even leave i don't even leave a bad review that's how bad it is <laughs> I, I take it yeah, i take it all on me it's 
right like i could warn the next person like hey buddy you're only gonna get half a shirt but i'm like you know what you're doing the same thing i was doing and you deserve half a shirt too yeah (laughs) that's how i learned um um, what what all happened with um thug passion um presents did you uh guys i know you guys had done some stuff with stitcher for a while Um, yeah we did like we did three episodes um of a podcast with stitcher premium and uh so we kind of we brought in some people to do uh just the shows that we had done and then we found a new venue and we did three more and um i will not speak disparagingly of the venue Mm. because i really like that venue but i think in my heart we may have been too black for them ah Mm. and that is uh that's going to be a hazard when you are uh talking about black movies <laughs> with a mostly black group of comedians and then one token white um and so right now we're trying to courtney and i are trying to um find a new spot uh because we want to uh we're planning our um john singleton homage show because oh. we want to do some scenes from some of his movies because two of the movies that we've done uh were john singleton ones our very first one was baby boy mm-hmm. and then uh we also later did um poetic justice mm-hmm. and uh and so we um we, we were like we gotta when he passed away we were both just like distraught and we were like okay we have to do something so we're working that we're working out the logistics of that now where we just pick out what you know you know scenes and then we just kind of talk about his work and um yeah all of his stuff (laughs) how how can you tell y'all were too black for the v like what's what goes into being like you were like hold up hold up i don't know if this is our people's here i mean did y'all walk in there and they was like whistle while you work (laughs) i was like i don't i don't think this is where we belong I figured that th- this was just my this was my opinion was mm-hmm. uh well when I tried to reschedule another one we had done three in this particular venue when I tried to reschedule another one I just at first we couldn't I, we couldn't make contact to pick up a, a date and mm-hmm. then I just never received answers mm-hmm. and uh like no one res- responded to the email and I was like all right I kind of get it because the neighborhood is what it is but um, the, uh, the other types of shows that are there are probably not that because we were unapologetically black mm. and we weren't we, not warned them but we just kind of said hey this is like what we do and the people who work there enjoyed it or whatever but you know if you have people who are walking up and they're like so what's going on sometimes mm. the door people had kind of a hard time explaining exactly like oh they're going to deconstruct this movie right. and they're like okay what's the movie and they're like it's a movie called belly and they're like i've never heard you know what i mean all <laughs> right like they was like like pork belly no 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 wrong type of belly no 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 like yeah exactly so it was kind of hard to get folks to like walk in mm. yeah, but I, I get it i mean yeah. it was it was real black especially belly i mean yeah belly you know, that don't one, get no I black mean, yeah 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 i mean like i'm not a hundred percent sure black people knew what was going on there. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it just kind of it petered out at the end god bless it it is a beautiful movie yeah. beautifully shot yeah high williams but shot the hell out of that yeah thing. but i at some point we were like 
oh, we're just going to have to play more clips from the movie towards the end because there's not much dialogue because <laughs> I think we just kind of ran out of time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like the movie feels like it's like, uh, and and then they went, they just took it to the church. And right. I'm like, okay, that's not, we can't end every movie like that, <laughs> you know. Like, take it to the Lord, I, right. I feel like. And then Nas, um, Nas went to Africa. We Not, but, not a country in Africa, not a specific city. Africa just africa and then there was just the voiceover just like ah we're in africa now (laughs) times square they couldn't get to africa to shoot a shot they made it to jamaica fine yeah they couldn't get to africa i was like you couldn't even get to a wooded area (laughs) oh yeah i forgot all about the uh jamaican excursion on that shit that's that's like that's like a random 15 minute segment of the movie where you're just like they wanted to do jamaican scarface so bad they really did but that was that was in our production of it uh that was kind of my favorite part because i tried to make a point of of um picking at least one token white person to come in and do a part that i feel like that when i'm watching the movie it feels like it matches the soul of the white person that i'm going to pick (laughs) and so for that one for the um jamaican kingpin i picked my good friend noah garden schwartz which if you listened to his name you could tell probably not a black guy <laughs> right um uh <laughs> nope just a, a big old jewish man <laughs> and um i was like i feel like he can probably nail this part and he was like yes absolutely and then i got a message from him and he was like do i need to speak in a patois and i was like no <laughs> you know you don't have to do that right um <laughs> but he was doing a weekend at a club in dc and he said he had time in the uh hotel room so he learned the the best the patois that would work best for him and i mm. know noah so i knew he would not i mean this was a guy who played like college ball at yeah. emory and like he knows the line he can walk right right. and which is partially why i picked him um so he came and we did a quick run through before the show and he came and it came up to his part and he said his first line in this jamaican patois that was so dead on and not at all disrespectful yeah and i was we all fell out like oh my (laughs) god how did you have that in you and he was like i just been practicing man (laughs) i can't i can't play this dude and not have the patois i'm the only white person sitting up here why what what can i bring i was just like wow all right i feel like that jamaican dude in belly was iconic just because that it felt like it was real jamaican patois because i couldn't understand what he was saying one single thing i didn't catch any of it until i read the words on a page and even then we had a hard time finding that script so uh you know we just had to we're like oh i hope this is i mean i guess it makes sense with the story i guess that's what he's saying yeah Um, (laughs) it was like he was just mumbling about soccer and i'm just like i don't know he's very upset with his team (laughs) that's what i do know is he's he does not like the way the game is going but i couldn't tell what the fuck he was talking about and not and this and then contrast like i know it's a bad jamaican accent when i can understand it so when i like watch Correct. luke cage season two i was just like oh this is terrible i know everything these guys are saying 
they it can't possibly be the authentic mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. no it's no not. no not at all yeah that, there should be i think maybe a little bit of spanish mixed in i don't know yeah. or maybe that's a different patois i don't know i have no idea yeah i truly don't and you um, um we you said also you you were um you've been in new york for six years you did stand up for 10 where where did you start mm-hmm. i started in atlanta okay okay no so, yeah that's where i grew up um i was actually born in brooklyn and then my family moved uh to atlanta when i was like eight or nine so mm. atlanta is where i had most of my book learning and so <laughs> is where i i grew up and uh i guess thrived to a certain extent and um and yeah so i started there just kind of like um it's kind of like a bootleg bucket list kind of thing where mm. i was just like i've always wanted to do this uh i wanted to do this since i was like 15 wow. but i didn't attempt it until i was 37 wow. so um i'm a little slow to get motivated <laughs> and, um i'll get there just give me a couple of decades and uh uh yeah and so i i started there and it's a it's a great town um a great town you know the capital of a, <laughs> of a state is a great town and um uh yeah, it's uh my sister is still there so I go back a lot. Uh, and um yeah, and the scene is wonderful there and I was lucky like just blessed enough to start with a lot of great people. So like uh Dulce Sloan and Rob Hayes and and Noah how I know him is from and he writes for like uh Mrs. Maisel, like he writes mm. for that show now. So he um and uh like Andy Sanford's another person, and David Perdue, who's still down there, but is fantastic, um, just kind of leading the children. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're all a little lost. We're all a little lost. And uh, it's just fantastic people who are there. Um, And we all kind of started and came up together and then just kind of scattershot hit the world. Wow. That's, I mean, that's a lot of talent coming out of there. And then also, like, like that's a good scene too in atlanta but is mm-hmm. it is it a thing where is atlanta kind of just like anywhere else other than i guess la and new york where even if you are blowing up there you gotta like leave and go to new york or la not necessarily and i think that's because a lot of um like atlanta's becoming just southern hollywood mm. so a, a lot of stuff is happening in atlanta now true and if you are um if you have also decided if you want to attempt acting um Mm. you can you can do it in atlanta Mm. a lot of you know a a lot of productions are there and then if you're already there that's just like a plus so um so i think it's kind of making its way on the map as a place where you can maybe stay there for longer and still get work oh yeah that's that's true because like it feels like every show i see just now ends with that made in georgia Mm -hmm. thing yeah with the peach marvel is shot there the walking dead is Mm -hmm. shot there like every time you turn around and they do like these long ass contracts too yeah everything tyler perry does is down there and Mm -hmm. that's a lot of shit yeah a whole ass studio studios yeah damn i didn't think about that so you can you can be there for a while and not even have like uh, an agent or a manager and still get on things wow. um, just because, you know, there are people are, the industry is there now. They're kind of out trying to see what Atlanta 
it has to offer and you, you catch a few shows, you see some people and you're like, Oh, okay. Uh, and you just kind of go from there. Casting agents are looking for folks there because it's easier than having to, you know, fly and pay for someone. Right. Uh, so it's just like, well, what's homegrown? What do we have here? And so, yeah, you could definitely do that there. I know right now, um, there are chunks of, the comedy scene that were people who were in other cities and moved to Atlanta, you know, mm. as like their, I don't want to say like their buffer, but definitely just like, let's go to Atlanta uh, for comedy and to, you know, try to get on and all that kind of stuff. That's and, um, yeah, so it's definitely on the come up. Yeah. Between like Chicago, LA, New York, like we need to have a Southern city that got some, you know, that, that's a hub too. And that's dope that Atlanta's become that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then also where can they get the album? What can they expect from the new album? It's been three years since the last one. I, I really do I suggest people go listen to stay eating cookies. Um, obviously it still holds up. It was only three years ago, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but like, it's really good. And I think it'll like get people like really excited for the new uh, album. So you just out here. So this one is, um, it's, I guess the, if I were to think of the theme of it, it's, it's kind of in the title. The title refers to, uh, a moment I had with a woman at a grocery store and I tell that story on the album but I also realized when I titled the album that that I say uh, that I'm out here a lot and to me it just kind of means like there's so much going on and I'm I'm just out here trying to keep up I'm mm-hmm. trying to be like the best I can be and I'm trying to adjust all the things and uh, you know, while still being myself and not changing myself too much um but i can't really change myself because i'm too old (laughs) you know i kind of i figured out the kind of person i am and that's what i'm gonna bring and it's just like yeah i'm just here so it's just like moments it was kind of a tough um time in between recording my last album and recording this one in that time i lost like both parents Mm -hmm. and um so i addressed that a little bit and just um uh, just trying to deal with some of the stuff that's happening, how I'm attempting to deal with it, which is kind of more of interest to me than the actual stuff. The actual, right. the, the way the world is right now is real bad, and uh, it can it gets to me, and um, I try to see how other people are dealing with it. Mm. Um, that that's like my that's kind of my point of entry. Um, just like wow how are we all processing this because this is all nuts and who would have thought in my lifetime in my lifetime i would see it this is only the kind of thing that you heard stories about if you were lucky um uh if you weren't lucky then you're just this is all shocking to you and i am amazed that you were shocked (laughs) but you know i guess you just didn't have that elder to tell you what it was like um so and that's crucial so that's kind of just making that adjustment and also just making the adjustment of going from young to youngish to middle age like oh these are the things Mm. these are things that you will encounter kind of and um yeah so that's just that's kind of it just me trying to keep up with with the world and not lose myself but still be out here for for it um but yeah so that's kind of what the album is about and that all sounds 
mad heavy, but it is not. Um, nah, you listen. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys haven't heard her stand up before, or um, also listen to uh, Keith and the girl, and she's been a guest on there. But mm-hmm. you, you do have this like wonderful gift of being able to talk about like really serious, heavy shit, and still find like the laugh in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you know, because um, obviously you know the loss of your parents. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, very sorry to hear that. Thing. but but then it's like you're telling this story and i'm like man it's so sad and then she's just like oh yeah and then he was dating this person and you're like well he was dating at this age what, what was that like and it's, <laughs> right. it's like a whole nother tangent and it's like you know but, but that's life stuff and then also i love hearing you talk about how um you know find knowing the kind of person you are is so like important and i think it's easy to get lost uh these days with so many different influences and we're all being inundated with like all this uh interaction with people like you know i think before social media and stuff you interacted with people like in real life like if i saw like if i had 10 friends and those 10 people were the people i interacted with now you might i mean especially if you're like uh you know a person that is a creator a talented person like like yourself you're you're seeing and interacting with way more people than you used to yes and i think it's just easy to get lost in like the tide of well this is what everybody's on right now this is what everybody's right. saying everything everything's moving so quickly so right. you've decided you think you've decided on a persona and then you open up twitter one day and it turns out that all has been canceled yes and so right. you're like oh all right well i guess i don't do that anymore and where do i and it's just it it i I feel for anyone who is having to come up in this because this is yeah. just wow, it's wow, lot, it's a lot. Yes, and this and, and what's interesting is like at the core of it, humanity is always the same. So like, even with all the highfalutin words and even with the social media like peer pressure and all these things, so much stuff is still kind of the same as it's always been, and people are still like you know hypocritical like they've always been people are fickle like they've always been but now it's just couched in these in like a lot of different words and more importantly um with social media we now have like evidence quote unquote so it's like you said a thing in 2008 and you don't feel that way anymore but still you said it one time explain that now in 2019 so you have that element that i think wasn't there before it was it used to be a time yeah. where it's like well that's just how we talked in 1995 but obviously i don't believe now that anymore that, that shit has changed now mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i and i um and i think about that a lot too because um a lot of people a lot of people have grown up on internet mm-hmm. um but a lot of folks came to it later like when it was new to the world but they were you know a lot of older people who don't exactly know exact you know how the young people are using it so they're using it differently and so then they get caught up on oh well you said this and blah blah blah, and then no one wants to listen to your old ass anyway it's a lot (laughs) yeah so much and it's just like why whoa whoa hold on what who are you what kind (laughs) of person are you are you just are you someone who so i fully expect somebody to at some point go back and see something that i've said and go well you said this and i was have to be like i did didn't i what's the date on that right yeah mm-hmm. right. yeah that's probably how i felt right then and mm-hmm. that's you know it's okay yeah. <laughs> like, right. yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure that 
the way that you feel about this thing right now, if you make it to 47 and you, and someone questioned you about something you thought like in your mid to late twenties. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Like you gotta have some foresight kid. I know you guys think no one under the age 28 should be on Twitter. Right. But I'm like, give me a break. It's what so, are you talking about? It's so funny too, because like ageism, uh, like there was a big thing with like uh, politics and ageism, right? Like there's a lot of like, I'm not voting for nobody over the age of blank. And I'm right. right. And then I'm like, okay, okay. And then you got older people that are like, you know, these young whippersnappers coming up, they don't know shit. They don't, right. They and, don't know anything. Right. And then like both groups are yelling at each other like, this is ageism. I'm like, both of y'all are ages though. Like you don't want, <laughs> you won't vote for a person over this age. They don't want your young ass telling them what to do. You like, can't y'all see y'all both have the same problem just right. from different angles and, and it's almost impossible to get folks to agree on stuff like that and uh another thing like i realized like over the last few years especially was um uh i know that for me personally i'm a i'm more of a forgiving person right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. like people fuck up but that's to be expected i fuck up you fuck up in a personal relationship on the internet celebrities everybody fucks up at some point doesn't mean you forgive every fucking thing not everything's forgivable but a lot of stuff is like there's a lot more stuff that i think is understandable than is not understandable right but yeah on the internet it felt like that was out of style you know what i mean yeah, like no no one, no one is forgiving anyone for right. anything and <laughs> right. i have to and i have to make a point because i will i have to make a point to not hold grudges yeah so i have to like i have to initially go ahead and get mad mm-hmm. and just curse them up and down high heaven sure all of that and then i have to at least try i'm trying to be smarter about just going okay well like yeah <laughs> you know right now let it go and you know that certainly was a mistake and they you know so when i see something and someone outraged at something and i read whatever it was that people are outraged at i i now am getting better at just going okay but i see how they got there right I, I see how they got there like you can't as when i see folks fighting over things that are very near and dear to their heart with someone i often just think to myself the way that you are defending yourself right now is the way they are defending yourself can they change your mind right yep so what why do you get so cocky to think that you can change their mind all you can do is just attempt to come to some sort of under understanding and maybe work through it that way if you have to work together but just the screaming to be screaming right is a lot it's so noisy sometimes it, it's just it's so noisy it is and then if you have the type of personality like me i frustrate those people because i'm like oh i'm not arguing with you and then they're like i want to fight oh, well i don't know yes. what to tell you because you're gonna yeah, be fighting alone and i will fight. tap like I, i'm 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 the i'm quicker to tap out you know, because yes. I like to have conversations. I don't like to have debates. And a lot of people There's think no com- nuance. I miss nuance. Right. Yes. right. And that's the part that's that where you- that's where I live is in that gray area. Same. That nuance. Right. Like, let's discuss this. 
because everything isn't black and white and everybody online acts everything is black and white right or wrong i have to choose sides if you don't choose my side it's fuck you if you don't choose my side it's fuck you and i'm like well in the reality it's actually in the middle and the people in the middle is going oh i understand both sides and then both sides jump on them like they're being <laughs> unrealistic for saying that hey y'all y'all actually if y'all actually talk and communicate with each other but i think that for some people the social part of social media is arguing the yeah. social part of social yeah. media is not actually having a conversation nuance learning because initially that's kind of what social media was but then after a while once people started making money and brands i'm just keeping it real and it started morphing into something nobody ever could have thought it was going to morph into now i have to stay on brand now i have to constantly keep this thing now i have these group of collective people that i've got together on this hate so we got to hate everything now and if you don't hate what i hate or we not on the owner hate all these bitches club you got to go and so you know i've just personally i've seen it just morph and i think once you get older and i've seen it with some of my friends online i seen them argue 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 them niggas got old and they was like the fuck is this and they tapped out i was yeah. like yes as you get older you will tap out of that bullshit yeah that's why it's the end yeah you, right. just, you don't have time i um i had this tweet go viral early this year about uh the whole blackface situation mm-hmm. in virginia i think it was. oh yeah the governor governor was blackface and then the yeah, the, yeah. And then the lieutenant, yeah like everybody was everybody, everybody was, was trash everybody was trash yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. it was like and, it was like the the governor was blackface the lieutenant governor was a rapist and then like the right. dude that was below that both of them lot, yeah he was like i also like blackface like goddamn <laughs> yeah, it was just like one, two, three, just horrible. And so I tweeted out, I tweeted out this thing that was like, um, uh, when we said more black faces in government, we should have been specific. <laughs> and so it it got huge. But what it also did, because there was no clear point on it, yeah. Um, I got like lots of liberals who got it but then i got a lot of conservatives mm. because some major conservative guy um tweeted it out right. and so i got a lot of conservatives who liked it and retweeted it and then um but they had their own take on it right and they so they were like see this is what's wrong see this person gets it blah 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 <laughs> and oh, no. I, was, I was just sitting there just like wow i just wrote a, a joke and both sides are agreeing with the joke for completely different reasons and have no idea the other is doing it and i'm just sitting here watching it just like holy crap yeah and i'm just like man this is wild it's crazy because i trying to like when you're finding the joke in something sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes the joke doesn't have a like aside you know what i mean like the side yes. is funny right that, that was the thing funny. i just made a funny observation about the thing and it's universal that we all can agree on it but like the internet does have sides so it's like they take the yes. joke and they're like see this like this happens to me anytime i make a political joke i get these fucking people that follow me and sometimes it's a lot of people and i'm like oh you guys don't know i'm gonna lie right. love and hip-hop in an hour like this is like i don't actually care about uh-huh. this shit you know but they'll be like oh this, yeah. guy, this guy right here he he gets it. he took biden down we gotta share this on the blogs i'm like i don't care i would vote for biden uh if he make it out i'll vote for his ass for sure <laughs> so y'all can laugh yeah. at the joke but that's it you know 
yeah, that was that's what was going on. So I got like all of these followers where I'm just like, ooh, I mean, <laughs> I don't necessarily get political or anything like outwardly, but right. I also speak as a, a liberal middle aged black woman. Right. So I'm just that is just have some opinions on white people right. and I'm just gonna speak as if you all know that, right? You see my picture, you've probably seen uh, some of my other tweets. I <laughs> uh, hey this is what I do. And so, like, I don't know. Some of y'all are going to drop out. I think that was, yeah. like, my next tweet was just, like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna disappoint a lot of y'all. Oh, that's what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. like, hey, and that's, that's just how that's going to be. But, man, is this this has been a fascinating day. Yeah, that's exactly watching. how I feel when that happens. Like, if I live tweet the debates or something, I'll get mm-hmm. all these followers that are, like, super political and i don't follow them back because I, i'm like mm-hmm. there's zero percent chance that you're not gonna get t- sick of my shit and like follow me like i'm like the next joke is mm-hmm. not gonna be like I, I don't know what the next joke's gonna be but it it might be about uh porn or some shit like you might not like the next joke could be about any fucking thing and so you're i'm not the new political hot take person and i don't want to be on like, yeah, no, political yeah. tv shows and shit <laughs> absolutely so. not i i am definitely like i may retweet the porn store i worked in so like right i don't know yeah so if you're all god and country you may want to just wait wait on that just like it you know like, i made a, a screenshot a long time ago i made a joke about bernie sanders because they kept saying he was black he was so much blacker than all of us when we were like uh we never heard this dude about five or six years ago and then they were like he marched with king and so i made a joke like bernie's so black he you know and it was like he know how to play spades he do you know all this shit right i got so much attention from like white media people like can you come on and talk about oh my god the black vote <laughs> and how what what are black people thinking right now when they go to the polls and i'm like i don't know any of that shit mm-hmm. it I was a joke you should talk to an expert not a, a guy with <laughs> a podcast it was a joke like, people that have studied this field they wanted at one point i got offered to run a um bernie sanders reddit page to ooh, to ooh. right i was gonna be verified and then i was supposed to like explain to these white people how to get the black vote of course i declined oh, wow. uh, they were like but we you can be verified on reddit i was like you're just offering me work i don't like that's just yeah that's, that's a job i don't want to do that shit yeah also what when you know god bless all reddit users Mm -hmm. bless the beast and the children yes but (laughs) what 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 does that what does that do to my rent come on to be verified on on reddit not a damn thing if I say that to my landlord, will he go, all right, I'll go ahead and knock a couple of hundred off? Like, yeah. no. Oh, shit. I didn't shit. know I had a celebrity. You verified on Reddit? Hold up, y'all. Hey, hold up. We got an influencer in the building, guys. Let's go ahead and get right, the cameras exactly. out. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, influence that rent. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That, we... mean, that means nothing. What, is that, what does that mean for my blood pressure? Oh, does man. Mean right. Like, and then like the, the and then the thing they wanted me to do was gonna be explaining to white people how black people think yeah. about voting all day i was like that sounds terrible it sounds like a, that, yeah, i wouldn't that, do that for money <laughs> that that's a trap and i am sadly uh i am a uh more sympathetic um for not two white people at all right. i don't give them any sympathy at all right. but i <laughs> I have a thing like when someone says something nuts, when a white person says something nuts, whereas everyone else will be like, 
do your Googles. Mm. I, I mean, not online. I don't jump in and explain anything online. It right. has to be a face-to-face conversation because there's nuance, and I need to explain that to them. Right. But I am probably more – I certainly was more likely to be like, well, no, but this is what is happening. This right. is why this reaction and blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I really have it in me like I did once before. But, right. I mean, you know, I that's a thing that I'm struggling with that I'm sure I'll be called out for also is just – being sympathetic to the white gaze and how yeah. I'm trying to not, you know, my, my parents didn't want me to be that way, but right. because I'm a contrary bitch, I ah! was. <laughs> nah, you know what though? But, but you know what? I, um, so I'm a, I'm a Libra and I feel mm-hmm. like it's that scales thing for me where, um, okay. I can kind of see from both perspectives. And then I think, also uh and it was probably a side effect of my parents raising me reading all this like black literature and shit but um the more you read about racism in america the more you realize that white people are victims of racism as well yes they are even though they're not equal partners in Mm -hmm. victimhood like white people's Mm -hmm. complicity is mostly from them being stupid and there's like a, a elite class of white people that like propagate it and benefit from it and make mm-hmm. money from it yes and then there's a whole bunch of white people that think they benefit from it that don't get shit like that like they're sitting up there like mm-hmm, those niggers won't get the vote and get the union together and then nobody's gonna get wages that raise together so fuck those niggers as long as i'm doing better than them i'm like but now you broke yeah so like, can't nobody yeah, make no right, money right, now right, right. we both we both can't afford the bread like what's what's happening right now but uh so there is like stuff that white people are indoctrinated into that i think as black people we obviously don't have a lot of sympathy for the shit because it's like that stuff you're indoctrinated into affects our lives but at the end of the day objectively they still are indoctrinated so they're just like they're just as stupid um actually they're stupider that's not a word but they're more stupid than us (laughs) they're more stupid than us because they actually grow up believing a lie and find no reason not to believe a lie we as black people obviously are immediately we, awakened we a lot yeah. yeah we're we're like but i'm not stupid and you keep calling me stupid they don't understand so there is a level of oh like my goodness sympathy that there reminds me, did you see all of the the stuff about um white people leaving reviews for going on um plantation tours yes and <laughs> i that has been killing me for like three or four days it's the only thing that's kept my spirits up i'm just like let me get this straight y'all paid money and went to a plantation just to see the furniture like what are you how how you can search Dumb. that online and the plantation was yeah. one like <laughs> i believe that tour was started because they wanted to highlight the slave life of like it was specifically like we will be talking about slavery oh so right, when you yeah. when you read the pamphlet it's like slavery 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 they was like oh slavery let me check this out yeah. it was like oh yeah i slavery. think so like there's two schools of thoughts within blackness when it comes to racism mostly right there's mm-hmm. white pe- white people do this stuff on purpose and they're really terrible and they they're always thinking of ways to be racist towards us um and and that is true in some cases and whatnot but i don't subscribe to that normally what i mostly subscribe to is that they're so ignorant Mm -hmm. from being indoctrinated (laughs) and believing these laws they like the i like to us on his face is not even it's so ridiculous we laugh at it but like 
white people really do believe there's nice slave owners they believe like yeah there's a nice way to have a slave a nice way to own some fucking body (laughs) yeah i'm just like you don't even like just the definition of slave doesn't give you pause instead it makes you want to go to where they it just people and then of course like the tour various tour guides were like oh yeah no this is all the time i can't tell you how many times i have to say like um like i'm asked but i mean they they, these slave owners were nice right like the (laughs) slaves appreciated like right i mean like they weren't that bad that's what are you talking about i'm just like what is this world where you never got any of this like (laughs) just on a cursory level just Mm -mm. a basic slave owner to slave relationship understanding level why would you think that well, I mean, the ones in the house were probably happy. <laughs> like, what? What? Is, what is this? And I mean, like, I just couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, I don't, this isn't funny. But yeah, it is but hilarious. it is. Right. I went, we go, <laughs> one of my favorite play, things to do for vacation is to go down to Charleston, South mm-hmm. Carolina. And we go down to Charleston, and then I always take the Charleston tour. Uh, they have these horse, uh-huh. horse carriage tours, and you're on a wagon with like probably 10, 12 people. I love that shit because the tour guys <laughs> always have to talk about how much slavery was a uh, part of Charleston's economy. And us are they white and us are they blink and they, they, they face, they be like, look, yes, the slaves over here. You, you look up there at the ceiling, the ceiling was blue. And this is why you look out there. That's where, um, the jail was. And there's still people down there buried in, in, in the ground. Like, and they blink twice. I mean, they don't blink twice. They're like very straightforward with yeah, it. Yeah, I love and, it. And I actually spend more time watching the other passengers right. in the thing oh, sure. because they're the ones who are like, wait, that can't be right. So they were just burying slaves in the backyard because they got sick and now they didn't Correct. even put gravestones down. Nope. And I'm looking, and I'm just up in the front, like asking questions to keep them going. Like, mm-hmm, now tell them about, <laughs> tell them about the, the prison and the conditions in the prison. Oh, uh, didn't that used to be, didn't that right there, didn't that used to be, uh, a, a civil war camp where they used to keep the slave, the black slave, they like, wouldn't feed them? Yeah, you go ahead. No, I'm, I'm cool. I'm gonna sit in the back and watch. I know. They'd be like, ah, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm glad you asked her. And then oh. they're going with oh it. And, and for me, it's a learning experience because I'm not from, like, like, you know these things. But for me, particularly like one of the first times we went, we got to go, like, um, where they actually auctioned off the slaves and mm-hmm. go through that. So I learned, and there's some other things. That around Charleston that I want to see too but for me it's a learning experience like you know but you don't know yeah I was taking care like uh cause I had been before so it's like I was doing my own slavery tour with Karen like oh no you got to see where they sold the slaves baby come on we're going down to Market Street You know, we, it was so, I was like, oh, this, they call it the antique district, but I call it the slave district. Let's go over here and see the auction block real quick. Like, it was so. Yeah, there's a, there's a huge placard that's up by South City, um, Seaport, or South Street Seaport here in New York, like in the lower Manhattan, very lower, right by the water. And, um, there's a huge placard that's just like, yeah, this port is where, uh, they brought in, like, slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, just like right across the street there. And I'm just sitting here and I'm watching all these Wall Street people just like walk by and yes. I'm like, Hey, anybody see this? Right. You know, where you guys are going to pay for like seven dollar matcha or whatever? Right. Yeah, slaves came in, like right over there. Oh, you mean eating. that's where the happy You're... singing slaves hopped off the boat like the fresh prince of Bel Air? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel 
like these cobblestone streets that you guys are struggling to cross. You <laughs> may have felt a little bit different. Mm-hmm. With no like shoes. being dragged. Come on. Yeah. Um, but, hey, what, what do I know? Here's a little placard for you. Oh, it's my God. Huge, and I just, I mean, I wouldn't have seen if I hadn't stopped. And I was like, well, what the fuck? How? And right. then I'm just looking around at everybody just enjoying this. It's day. all, it's like, all around us. Right. And, and, it's everywhere. And you're making me think, uh, uh, probably even here in the city of Charlotte, I wonder how many of these things are like around people's cities and they walk past them or streets are named certain things and you don't even know why the street is yeah, fucking I've been, named I've that. been wanting to take a, a tour of our city on a, yeah. one of these weekends we just to do, do the bus tour because i know it's got to be mad shit around here mm-hmm. just you, sometimes you don't even know it's fucked up until you hear it in the news and they're like uh some protesters took down the statue of this confederate s- a senator that was in the middle of downtown charlotte you're like what in the fuck was what like, is that what that was <laughs> right like, like i thought that was just, i thought that was just a dude who opened the bank i didn't know you know what that, you know what that that's the date one day i want to do that because even the charlotte is named after a queen I mean, even charlotte named after queen, queen charlotte wait, queen charlotte i learned that recently right. i just not thought it was just charlotte north carolina the fuck was the how was i supposed to know it's charlotte since i've been born all right we've been talking a lot and we've been having a great time okay this is i haven't gotten any of the news any of the stuff <laughs> um i might even i might even just skip the the news uh let me see what this news is about before i say that Uh was there anybody i want to talk about oh yeah the epstein dude died he uh the the, yeah yeah he was like supposed to be in suicide watch and then he died of an Uh apparent suicide uh i guess somebody forgot to check the check the the room or whatever now it's coming out that the cameras were malfunctioning it's Mm. all Mm. I I am I can't believe how much um people in government really just want to be living in thrillers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I feel like people some people in government are in there, they've got their power and their money and then they literally are just taking moves from like the Godfather. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know. They're just like, what would Carlito do? Like, they have no... I'm like, you... Come on, there are so many things. With this one, I don't even know where... Like, pick your poison. Yeah. Which What conspiracy theory do you feel like living with forever? I've seen... My my favorite one is the uh, Hillary Clinton and them killed them. Because, like, why why would... If Hillary Clinton could just kill motherfuckers, she would have been president. Come on. Exactly. What are we talking about? I'm like, why is she also I would I couldn't but I was just like, why are we all hopping on this on the Clinton one? And I'm like, why is she also always killing for her man? Right. Like, that bitch got ambition. She got mad ambition, but the only time she's killing is to cover bills. And honest, let's be real, if she was killing motherfuckers she just killed him like like, that's much easier than trying to get rid of all these scandals like let me just kill this motherfucker because you're the only one causing scandals around here all the problems jesus (laughs) but yeah it's it's crazy yeah so who knows if he actually killed himself because when the first attempt when the first attempt happened i decided i was going to live with the fact that it was an attempt so that he could try to get home Mm. because even though they probably went through his house there's probably a board somewhere that has a duffel bag that has a shit ton of money and a passport that they didn't catch Mm. and all he needed to do was show that he was (laughs) unstable 
his lawyers could get him to do a house whatever and then he find that go on and grab his super special duffel bag and then just be gone uh to whatever island it is that like roman polanski and all of them are on mm-hmm. and like and so that's what I that's what I decided. I was like, you know what? That's going to be my theory. I'm, I'm going to go with that. So then for this to happen, I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess people could have killed him. I guess maybe he thought he really couldn't get off. Well, I don't know about that because he seemed pretty damn cocky. Yeah. You know like, what? People he thought seemed... he people really thought he like escaped too. Okay. Yeah. You know why not? Why? I mean, hell. Yeah. The yeah. cameras didn't work. Yeah. His, the person, his his cellmate, was a former cop. Like, who knows? Yeah. Sometimes they use inmates instead of correction officers to do the watches. Mm. I'm like, oh, Lord, oh, wow. it's all a mess. I can't. And that's that's just what I've seen just from looking at Twitter for an hour and then going, I can't have this on my soul. Today. Oh, yeah. That's that's <laughs> the other part. I don't even know which part of this is true because, like, I have retweeted a dude that said the cameras didn't work. And then uh, my girl, Ray, uh, Ray Sonny hit me up and was like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, that's not true. I'm like, OK, I actually delete. I don't know anything. I just yeah. I'm just here for the mess. Y'all let me know when it's over and then <laughs> I will just hop in because I don't want to play the, the conspiracy theory game that he's living on pedophile island because he escaped with el chapo i don't know the rules yeah i don't right. know the rules yeah. either like like a super villain nobody no death no the comic book yeah. rules. i don't know so yeah I, like we're gonna get to see his autopsy pictures i don't i don't know what's happening guys but and then the other thing i keep hearing people is like think about what he was gonna say in court all the people he was gonna talk about i'm like guys guys he was he was gonna lie he was gonna lie <laughs> he's gonna that's, lie that's what he absolutely was gonna lie that's what rich white pedophiles do y'all they don't go to court and be like well now that i'm here i <laughs> thought about it in my cell and uh, i'm gonna actually tell y'all the truth and tell you everybody that was involved that they lie in prison that's that's how he got there guys he's a criminal he was not telling people yeah. the plan um so i I, you know, I guess the most upsetting thing is that I, well, actually, it's all extremely upsetting. Mm. But to see that Matt Groening's name was on the, in the documents that were released the day before. Uh, Wait, the dude know, from The Simpsons? Yeah. No! What? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm like, we really kind of glossing over this for Bill Clinton. I mean, we already knew Clinton was a freak. But let's talk about Matt Groening, maybe? Yeah. Like, I want to know other names. I want to see all the names. But yeah. I don't have the time to go looking at all that tiny print on my phone. I, you know. That's also, it's, yeah, that's also on me, right? Because uh, they have said, oh, now that he's dead, they unsealed these documents from the old case. And, guys, there's so much stuff in here. And I clicked on it. It was like 200 pages PDF. I said, oh, no. <laughs> I'll wait till somebody skims this. I'll wait till, uh... <laughs> I'll wait till Don Lemon gets through this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll let y'all give me the cliff notes after yeah. y'all finish Ra- it. Rachel Maddow, do your thing, girl. Do your thing. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> give me the short version. <laughs> oh, God. Well, our republic is doomed, guys. I, cause <laughs> I actually do yeah. care, but I didn't care. And I was like, reading? Mm-mm. I got other books to read. St. <laughs> Harry right. Potter. Um, alright. That's, so I think that was the main death thing that happened and then there's an ongoing thing that me and karen been talking about on the show a little bit but um atlanta shout out to Uh Mm -hmm. they have banned e-scooters at night because four people have died on these things okay let me tell you something about these damn scooters (laughs) um all right i i mean i wasn't there don't ain't no one asked me about it if i thought it was a good idea um it is 
okay, Atlanta, for all of its big city talk, um, is not 100% welcoming to pedestrians. Right. Um, there are large areas. I mean, Atlanta's very spread out, and the city itself, like the Midtown area, where they want all the money to be, they've got some sidewalks. But then you get just barely out of it, and not even, I mean, like still in the city, maybe just south, no sidewalks. You're just kind of like, here's a, a little strip of hard dirt. And um, so where are these scooters, like where, if you aren't good to pedestrians, how are you going to be good to a faster pedestrian? Basically? Right. And then they just like. Because the drivers are mad at bike, at cyclists. I've seen drivers mm-hmm. like speed up trying to be aggressive with people on bikes. Mm-hmm. So now you got someone with nothing on, like they're just visiting the city and they're no just helmets. around. You nothing yeah you know, right. they just you... have a credit card and a zest for life and now <laughs> right. you're in the tank and you're trying to take them out it makes no sense <laughs> yes so that alone is ridiculous and then they're dockless so my roommate kevin explained it best he he um he also lived in atlanta for a while and he um he said that the whole city looks like kids just abandon their toys in the front yes. yard yes we used to round like, too yeah they have it here like that too they just leave them wherever they're like they just like it just be the middle of the fucking sidewalk they just like throw it down and, and yeah. go to the next thing and you can be like drunk on these motherfucking things right. there's no yeah. test for that like it's crazy and, um then they have rules right but you don't no one's enforcing the rules so it's right. like hey you can't have a kid under 16 on this without like permission from the parent or a guardian with them like you, a word really? right right you can't I, have I two people on it at the same time you can breaking all the you, rules right i see all these violations all the time flip flops on and i and i've been telling karen for a long time i'm like someone's gonna fucking die on this shit and it's gonna be some and, lawsuit. and now it's like four people died and the only solution that uh, the keisha bottoms uh mayor of uh, atlanta was like all right guys no more nighttime riding <laughs> like okay <laughs> and how you gonna enforce that yeah right how yeah. you gonna stop it i mean because you you don't lock them up you don't put them in anything so how are you going to even that's not that's not gonna be it also that's when the the um homeless guys use it the most i watch mm. uh homeless guys harass a dude off of it um and then just take off on it and i was like yeah Man. well it's a city like yep. there's 12 <laughs> there's twelve thousand of these by the way there's twelve thousand scooters in atlanta um Ooh. they're considering banning new permits but see i bet you this the city makes the money off the permits and then of mm-hmm. course the scooters make money hand over fist off of the people putting their credit card information in so right so why there's really no incentive to regulate it um whenever they're um out of the zone where the where the uh scooters are they get like a small mm-hmm. fine but the fine pays for itself it's better to just let people leave the shit wherever they want and then just pay the fine if you want these companies and now you have people dying it's it's kind of ridiculous and then we read where it, the city had a flood and now they oh that was the, dc they right. had a flood and because none of the scooters are actually docked they were just every fucking where <laughs> and that's gonna happen across the country yeah it's um, ridiculous yeah you get a flood you look outside you like on the south side nowhere near downtown and fucking scooters are floating past and motherfuckers don't even get vaccinated no more this this is just this is just a crime this is just terrible that's all i got to say anything anything that starts with some 
dude who works in tech just dropping off something in the in the dead of night and then running away from it <laughs> is not good. Like why why is that how you bring it to us? Because I re- I distinctly remember the day that they were dropped off in Atlanta. I mean, I was still here in New York, but all my friends on Facebook were like, "What the fuck are these?" And you know, just suddenly. Like you see one person scooting around and then like three days later, all these people are all over the place using them where they're not supposed to be used. Mm-hmm. And then other companies opened up and did it. And I was just like, this is this is a little insane. And I still hadn't seen them. And then I went down. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't really see them everywhere. And then I turned a corner and suddenly I'm in the city and places where people should be walking are just littered with these. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's um... the guy who came up with it didn't think ahead because. He thinks he's helping, uh, I don't know, transportation. None of the tech guys really think of real world. Right. And, and, it's, that, and it's the all, huge it's, problem is that they, they think they've got this bright idea and that they're going to change the world. And then, and they don't think anything through or they mm-hmm. get information that it's like that's probably not a good idea, but their egos won't let them stop. It's that now, Jurassic Park I mean, thing. Like, you remember Jurassic Park where Go- Jeff Goldblum's like, they were so busy thinking about if they could they never stopped to think about if they should that's right that's exactly. pretty much all venture capitalists like tech bro <laughs> shit it's, it's like oh man we could make a thing where you can just hop on a scooter cost you a couple of dollars and now you can like bar hop all night bro and they're like high five and then like four people die and they're like oh yeah that's right the the whole like no safety regulations uh thing yeah. Because, yeah because my thing was this. and they just did that with um mopeds here in new york so <laughs> great wow. uh, what you gonna say because no, a lot of city like they started off with like the bikes mm-hmm. but with the bikes you have mm-hmm. to dock those yeah like city and bikes so and stuff, you have to why dock won't them. you put that same regulation on this other ship yeah 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 it, i don't know what makes it, i don't know why they thought that would make it i mean like people i'm just like just build docks people are trying to figure out other ways that they can get i'm like just make docs make you you have to lock it into a thing make people somewhat accountable because if you don't make anyone accountable people in general are terrible and so like why would you you know what i mean like of course if you can get away with it you're gonna try you know just leave it and then i did read about um these two guys who have a company where they will impound those scooters. I think they're in California, though. Mm-hmm. But only if, because, um, like, private companies are tired of people leaving those things, like, in their parking lot. Mm-hmm. And them having to deal, you know, just them piled up on their company. So if it's on the left on private land, they call these two guys. The guys will impound them and then will charge whatever company owns the scooters, you know, a very low fee to come pick them up, mm. you know. But, of course, that fee will add up because there are so many of them left. And they're not just taking it off of public land. It's, you know, the proprietor of that land is like, get this shit off my property. Right. And so they do. I mean, and I was like, I really... You know, I mean, to be a repo man for an electric scooter is a very 2019 thing to say. <laughs> yeah, right. Because you don't got to also, deal with nobody. Won't nobody be there. Won't well, nobody. We, we actually met one of those guys. Remember when we were in Arizona on that layover and a oh, guy was did. taking us on the shuttle bus back he to the airport. He was so excited to tell us about how he makes money 
re picking up and recharging those scooters that get left all over town it's like you made it sound like it was lucrative or whatever it probably oh yeah no so that's the other thing is there there are the recharging people who will pick them up and recharge them and you get paid per scooter or something Mm. but these guys will pick them up and just impound them so they're not getting charged at all so now they're dealing with people who like to charge them up breaking into their lots to grab them to take them home and charge them up holy like shit. they're they're these impound dudes are getting it from the the comp the scooter companies who suddenly don't want to pay these fines anymore are saying you're holding our um items hostage and from the people who want to charge them up and make money so like they're getting it from both sides and they're like look we're not breaking the law you just you know, and, I mean, and they're just some... leaving it on prop on private property right maybe if you built some docks you wouldn't have these complaints right. but the companies don't care about the complaints from actual business owners they just right. want to i don't know i just want the world to burn i guess well well, the thing is they're making money hand over fist and Mm -hmm. if if the incentive to not to reg if the incentive to regulate it is simply a fine that you can afford no one gives a fuck like nobody i I, I think it was detroit i forget which city we talked about i think it was detroit but it was a city where they were like we're gonna find these guys and we're reading the whole article like yeah that maybe that'll get them to clean it up it's like so we find each company five hundred dollars i was like oh they don't give a fuck about that Mm. oh yeah oh yeah y'all pick that shit up then that that's a five hundred dollar cleanup fee i can't get better than that you guys take that yeah all right and my thing is do you ever which america do you think it'll ever be a city be like we gonna ban these bitches until oh, it's gonna happen them. it's gonna like, happen like a city is gonna be like you we will not offer one fucking permit here i don't know how much i don't know how much death it's gonna take but it will happen it'll happen because yeah something bad is gonna happen those, i think they want to bring those scooters to new york which is insane because wow. everyone walks everyone i don't even know how people are riding bikes in this city right um so and i mean like i understand mopeds because that still keeps with traffic but right. those scooters you got to be kidding me so i think they want to bring that here and i feel like this may be the place where folks are like oh hell no yeah we don't have time all right for this we don't have time for a child with a toy scooter like so. a child is gonna get killed on one of these things and that's probably right. what's gonna stop it and, and you know what like i said i'm not from new york but just listen to people from new york not only are you gonna have random people like me gazing taking pictures now you're gonna have random people on scooters gazing taking pictures while y'all trying to go wherever the fuck <laughs> right. you're going i'm and in times square and the people gonna be like move it bitch and they're gonna bump one of them out excuse me i'm on instagram yeah. live on my scooter real quick i'm, I'm going live hey right. y'all it's your boy right and in the background somebody gonna <laughs> kick their ass off move it right. i'm going to my c train all right let's let's uh <laughs> we gotta start wrapping up let's get to our games play a guest to race with shalewa um Yay. now we sing okay. we sing the theme song of the game but when it's on skype you won't be able to hear the music so if you don't hear anything for like 25 seconds that's just us singing, that's the, what's singing the song so <laughs> yes. all right here okay. we go <clears throat> now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read to play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today shalewa sharp comedian aaron and the chap and they all are these guys all right we will play the game but just keep in mind everyone's a little all right the, <laughs> the first article i read that you'll have to play guess the race of 
happens in atlanta oh shit small mm-hmm. world small world guys a worker <laughs> a worker threatened to shoot everyone at atlanta brave stadium a man who worked at atlanta brave stadium threatened to shoot everyone there and blow up the forty-one thousand seat ballpark jamar antonio golfin oh shit 30 years old was charged with a single felony count of making terroristic threats or acts after storming off during a break early friday while cleaning exceeding the area of suntrust park before the braves hosted the cincinnati reds later that evening uh goffin who was hired as a temporary employee then tore into his supervisor and a brave security guard as he was asked to leave the stadium threatening to kill them all and promising to come back and shoot everyone there goffin also vowed to come back and blow up the place he was taken into custody on saturday by deputies in cobb county he remains in custody as of thursday on sixteen thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars bail according to jail records which didn't uh i could not comment on the allegations a spokeswoman for the team told the newspaper that golfing has been hired by a third-party vendor and was no longer employed by that firm authorities in cobb county responded to a threat at the stadium on friday but police spokesman declined to confirm whether that was the same threat and bomb detecting dogs regularly sweep the park so after every uh public event before every public event so there was no actual bombs guys guess the race of jamar antonio golfin karen black karen's going with black shalewa i'm going with white karen okay shalewa's going with white let's check the chat room and see what they believe these racists um uh 30 years old but still hasn't quite given up on his rap career Mm, oh no gonna say the black on that one (laughs) jamar antonio damn i bet what he said was i'll blow this motherfucker up black (laughs) (laughs) he was he was tired of cleaning all that shit by himself black blacks for trump black black sounds like money talks plot okay that's not race works at the stadium but couldn't name a single braves player black (laughs) oh no oh no black and now can't pay child support and fuck this job i didn't come to work to do work bernie mac voice black the correct answer is and a lot of you guys went black on that one chalet was the only one went white i believe the blacks Mm -hmm. have it he was black really yep man that's a lot yeah I mean, uh so much. that whole I mean, blow this shit up shoddy up in here that's so white mm-hmm, mm-hmm. also but, i know that 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 stadium is really new and they moved it it was such an obvious white flight move mm. that i was like i mean i'm sure they have black people working there but they probably would only tolerate someone talking that much and saying that much shit if it was one of their white employees that they'd have to bring on just to make the people who now go to Braves games feel comfortable because that's why they had to move it from downtown because people felt uncomfortable. That's what I heard. I heard. <laughs> I heard it's in is in Cobb County because it's basically white flight. Like, mm. yeah. yeah, it was the most. And it, yeah, they went with the Braves went with white flight. The um, Hawks went with embracing the black. Um, fans and you know it showed in those particular seasons (laughs) now now for me personally i do feel like it's a very black crime because 
i've been in several places where a black man threatened to shoot everybody up and then they always add and i'll blow this motherfucker up and it's like you don't have any of the materials for that <laughs> like no you, not on hand you, no like you might have a gun you definitely do not have a bomb level stuff like um and then the other reason i knew he was black is because he got arrested you know with white dudes they wait oh. till they wait till after you shoot the place up and then they're like oh this motherfucker had a whole manifesto he said he was gonna blow oh, this right, place right, up. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he already he already had it on his schedule. He had it on yeah. his calendar. Now that he killed twenty one people, guys, um, I think this motherfucker is crazy. Yeah, we checked his phone and his calendar <laughs> right. email reminder came up. Shoot motherfuckers today, right? Black dude just be like, I'm gonna shoot everybody at the basketball court. Cops, police, come on down, come and get him. He uh, say he's gonna <laughs> say he's gonna shoot somebody. All right, let's go to the second one. Um, uh, a man in body armor and armed with a rifle sparks panic at a Missouri Walmart yeah that's right a man in his 20s was reportedly walking around armed and recording video though there was no shooting it caused a panic after two mass shootings one that happened at a walmart uh the armed man who walked into a missouri walmart store dressed in body armor and fatigues was detained at gunpoint by an off-duty firefighter and he is lucky he's still alive considering the situation he created said a public uh police official no shots were fired in the incident that happened just after 4 p.m thursday in springfield missouri a city council around a city of around 160,000 people in the southwest part of the state a man who said who was said uh to be in his early 20s was detained by an armed firefighter until police arrived blah, blah, blah. y'all said that already uh pol- police were called about a ac- possible active shooter and the store manager pulled a fire alarm and told people to evacuate he walked in there heavily armed with body armor on and military fatigues and caused a great amount of panic inside the store um he oh his reasoning was he wanted to test the second he wanted to test his second amendment rights by the way um (laughs) yeah yeah um it was not clear what uh yeah okay the open fire the open carrying of firearms is legal in missouri as long as the weapon is not displayed in a threatening manner though police did not name the person his name is dimitri adrechenko he's 20 and he got arrested um yeah the the it's interesting right because technically he didn't break any laws Mm-mm. but he was arrested and was charged with um i think felony like inciting uh some shit yeah some oh, shit. oh okay um so guess the race uh what the fuck is his name dimitri uh andre chinko white karen's going with white on this one all right oh yeah no that's definitely that's dimitri that ends uh with an eye yeah that's white okay and let's check the chat room yeah. and see what they believe um i need an ar-15 on my back to do my weekly shopping white working class patriot who we just have to understand <laughs> oh no uh that's that white privilege didn't get shot we don't test out rights we scream i know my rights woefully wifely white uh he he's a damn russian bot come to life white <laughs> i can't stand white people paper exercising his right white black folks white black folks exercise their rights and leaving the house every day uh and, and uh yeah it looks like everyone said the same thing and guys you all got it he was white yeah oh my god yeah also like um exercising his you know when you bring out that second amendment mm. line and i'm like come on what 
no one wants your guns that's a hundred percent like white people shit to say i'm my second amendment only them and then like killer mike like those are only black people i know that consistently talk about the second amendment is killer mike and then a bunch of white people (laughs) that's it (laughs) all right we're about to get uh cut off on the regular uh feed so i'm gonna go to the next session for everybody live in the chat we'll be right back and then in the meantime uh karen i will sing the um the song for uh the the bonus round of guess the rice okay so far karen is two for two can y'all believe it (laughs) very a very rare two for two for karen and shalewa (laughs) is one and one um don't trust white people yeah she was like listen i don't know the right answer but i do know you can't trust these white folks okay (laughs) um uh, and then um oh i forgot to invite everybody over hold on karen i gotta figure out how to do this real quick um there's gotta be a button for this matter of fact let me pause so the people don't hear this part it is all right cool all right we're gonna sing the bonus round song now and uh once again shalewa you might not be able to hear anything on your side for about uh 15 20 seconds but it's just us singing the song so here we go double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race in the bonus round against the race so far karen is two for two and chalet was one and one but now everything's worth double the points so we'll find who the real winner is all right are you guys nervous going into the bonus round here i uh i still feel comfortable with my distrust of white people so okay all right i'm a little bit okay you might fuck around and win you know me y'all a hapless bank robber used the man note that has his name and address written on the back what (laughs) (laughs) i want no mysteries okay let's just get this solved as quickly as possible an ohio man has been arrested after he walked to a local bank and passed him a note demanding money to the bank teller but it also had his name and address written on the back surveillance footage shows 54 year old michael harrell walking into a u.s bank in cleveland wearing a ball cap and doing the bare minimum to conceal his identity the bare minimum yeah the ball the basketball the baseball cap was actually to the back you know what i'm saying oh he didn't it wasn't even over his face yeah no mask no nothing he then handed a note to the teller that read this is a robbery don't get nobody hurt but on the other side of the note harold actually assisted authorities in catching him by making no effort to hide his name and address when well, the, was, was it something he was like wrote on it and was like you know what i'm gonna I'm hold this in case i forget where i stay <laughs> i don't know when the teller took the note and looked at it and looked at the other side she saw his name he had used a note that he had used earlier at the ohio bureau of motor vehicles and it had his name on it <laughs> the fbi agent vicky anderson explained to wjw the teller gave harold 206 dollars before calling the police and providing them with the man's information <laughs> uh, he she told authorities that harold was a regular at the bank and would often come in and request cash advances oh so everybody knew who he was this is the worst robbery i've ever heard of my i life. come in every friday for my money you knew it was bad when he came up to the teller with the note and she was like michael are you sure you want to do this uh 
the teller even referred to the man by his name when handing him the money oh <laughs> oh when the jokes come true wow <laughs> i mean you may as well uh here you go mr harold you have a nice day it's unclear exactly when harold was arrested but anderson said she believed harold was arrested on tuesday yeah i feel like um that's one where the cops don't even have to get around to it right away they're like we'll get them yeah. get them at the lunch man anderson did highlight that harold's bad luck actually happens to others more times than not we've had individuals drop things on the way out the door that they didn't intend to obviously we've had individuals drop cell phones that they have all the oh. identifying information on it she added wow when you present a note that has your name already on an address it helps law enforcement tremendously uh that's an understatement it's unknown if harold has retained a lawyer uh guess the race of uh what was his first michael harold karen this would be on the world dumbest criminal and i think that we are dumb enough to do this he went to the dmv because he had a suspended license and getting that shit filled out and just gave her the wrong form wait what race what race is it black okay it's going black okay shalewa i'm uh i am also going to go black for for because he wrote don't get nobody hurt mm, okay on the note okay um that is i'm like okay that's probably also what's going on with this bank that people keep trying to clumsy crooks keep coming in there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this is the butterfingers bank their, yeah you know just their their cell phones their checkbooks they left the child they have to come back to like what's going on at this janky ass bank y'all see my son uh, i think i left him in when i was robbing y'all uh the chat room that crime one yeah that one's mine the chat room says they were they was waiting for him at the dough black 54 year old black man middle age equivalent of posted on social media your crimes oh this was a nigga that did this black now you know black folks recycle that's why harold <laughs> used that's why harold used that paper <laughs> that's black a very good point uh mr cookout this year black poor grammar in the robbery note black white hey carol my paycheck was short let me hold something black here's my social security number and the motherfuckers made name my mother's made a name officer black uh and black the correct answer is everyone universally just about went the same way and they all got it right he was black <laughs> God. That's, uh, uh all right and then somebody said they were white so i gotta play the boo sound effect and get that a second um <laughs> there we go wait is it playing Mm-mm. all right so just at your own time spotify I mean, do we need to boo whenever you feel comfortable boo boo, boo. 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 everybody that said oh there you go started started playing late guys boo <laughs> and, and now it doesn't want to stop <laughs> <laughs> what's happening with this computer i'll just turn the volume on and hopefully <laughs> spotify is stuck <laughs> spotify is so stuck I, it was just it was just doing his own thing <laughs> we got we got the crowd started and the motherfuckers didn't want to stop that was like no that crime was so egregious that was so bad it was like we got to boo y'all boo <laughs> <laughs> whoever Dang. guessed whoever guessed white got booed for like a minute straight and you know what you deserve it no one else went white on that okay oh they was gonna start throwing bottles at y'all in a little bit you knew that was a reach that was that was like bidding everything on the jeopardy uh 
the last thing in jeopardy <laughs> you, you knew you had no business guessing that um but yeah he was black uh try to put his picture on the screen um, is it showing up yeah yeah doesn't he just look resigned like i know i'm going to jail <laughs> i just need i just need 200 dollars for this playstation and then i can go to jail in peace okay yeah, she got that i mean you couldn't shoot him because they got that double bullet glass right he not feel bad when she said here you go mr Harrell. like he wasn't like oh this is a stupid plan you know keep the money and don't put me in jail please he really was like yeah that's by fine. then i think he just thought it was another transaction you know he's <laughs> like well i'm at the bank yeah and they do call me by my name so <laughs> i mean technically <laughs> this is the biggest advance i've ever taken i mean i mean just, you got right. 200 some dollars yeah <laughs> this is just the most major cash advance oh man that's sad but uh yeah mr harold is uh in jail so good luck to that guy <laughs> um all right uh we'll get to our last thing before we get out of here and it's sore ratchetness but like i told you guys earlier spotify is not cooperating on my side karen is playing the sore ratchetness sound effect that's how it sound to me that's basically what it sounds like a a sword wielding woman sends victim to the hospital we don't always get a lot of these sword wielding women normally sorted uh, is a weapon of choice for a lot of men um mm-hmm. so apparently trinity county dispatch on august 5th was uh received a 911 call indicating that a female subject had been assaulted near the area of weaver street in weaverville california the suspect in the matter had reportedly utilized a sword during the altercation multiple units were dispatched to the area once on the scene they detained a female subject identified as ray haynes of weaverville california after the detention of haynes the victim in the matter was transported by ambulance to a local area hospital where she was treated for several lacerations and later released during the investigation numerous witnesses were identified all of which indicated that haynes had struck the victim multiple times with a large sword oh the sword was recovered from the scene during an interview with Haynes, she admitted to having struck the victim multiple times with the sword. Oh, she just like the black dude in the last article. Like, I ain't look. <laughs> I ain't gonna waste y'all time. I definitely hit the bitch with the sword, okay? <laughs> so if that's what we here for, then yes, lock me up if that's a crime. Haynes also admitted to having manufactured several incendiary devices. Oh, she gotta be white. Because like I told you, they had bomb materials on hand when they said Mm-hmm. Uh, which had see, been seized several weeks prior and had remained part of an ongoing investigation. So she oh, got shit. caught with bombs or incendiary devices, so bombs, grenades, something, and they didn't lock her up then? They left her out with a sword in her house? What? Uh, oh yeah, so, and you, you know yeah, somebody's seen to, it. I'm ready to buzz in. I'm ready to. Yeah, buzz in. like this. I'm like ready to buzz in. I don't have her picture, but if white. this if this ain't a white woman, I don't know what is. Hayes was placed under arrest and transported to the Trinity Trinity County Jail. Uh, the charges are uh, assault with a deadly weapon, criminal threats, and manufacturer and incendiary device. Um, so yeah, she's she's up out of here, and then um. Yeah, okay they didn't say the condition of the woman that she hacked but she isn't uh she was released <laughs> from the hospital so uh look oh man God. don't be look be careful around these motherfuckers that own swords and shit dog okay 
i don't know why she hacked that woman up but i mean if you can avoid it and you see like somebody got a sword in their crib just leave you know politely yeah, yeah don't stick around yeah don't stick around don't wait till your news article on our show guys all right please don't <laughs> try and do the lord's work over here uh shalewa tell everybody where they can cop the album i know it comes out i believe the 19th if i'm not mistaken yeah it oh. comes out the 19th um you can uh pre-order it now on on your itunes if you're still lucky enough to have itunes <laughs> um uh or amazon music you know if you don't mind answering to that overlord uh <laughs> but it'll be on um it'll be on all the streaming uh things you know your your spotify if you can get that to work or uh your title if you got that jay-z money um i just have disparaging things to say about all of it don't i um but that's you know just it, it'll be on all of the things um and it uh it's released on august 19th which is also my birthday which is the most leo thing i think i've ever done um <laughs> to put out an album on my birthday but um but yeah uh it's called so you just out here and uh i'm very happy with it and i hope you guys enjoy it yeah i'm literally buying it right now on the air <laughs> uh, go ahead pre-order my copy um uh, so i can get this thing as soon as it's hot off the presses boom so done when, so when it's down down start downloading at midnight you have any shows that you're doing anytime soon in case our audience wants to come and see you live oh that's a very good question i um i will be this is uh, like kind of in the future but it is definitely happening i will be in washington dc on um let's say september 26th i'm going to be with courtney farrington who has started a show called psalm like it hot mm. and that's s-o-m-m as a sommelier it's about it's wine and comedy oh. it's a wine and comedy pairing so He's done it a few times here in New York, and it's been extremely successful, where uh, he has a psalm come in, and he has three comedians, and he's picked out a wine for each comedian, so everyone who goes will get a little, uh, I guess, a shot glass of wine. I'm not exactly sure how you (laughs) drink wine. (laughs) But um, (laughs) but, uh, And then, uh, you know, he's got great comedians. So that will be at the D.C. Improv on uh, September the 26th. That's a Thursday. And I'm uh, super excited about that. Um, I will be, uh, let's see, in New York coming up soon on August um, 17th. I'm doing uh, Tinder Live with Lane Moore where, uh, you know, comedians go through various Tinder accounts and <laughs> uh, try to find love. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes because, man, that area of my life is barren. And so, um, <laughs> you know, let's see. We can find some love in front of a, a studio audience. <laughs> and uh, and if you're also in New York on on August 27th, I have a, a show with another comedian named Carolyn. It's called Laying It Down with Carolyn and Shalewa. And it's at Madame X in the West Village. And that will be my album release party. Oh. So I've got great people booked on that. Courtney will be doing it. Sam Jay is going to do it. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, Ryan Donahue, who's a guy from Boston, is fantastic. Uh, Marie Faustin, who's uh, uh, just blowing up all over the place. And um, it's uh, it's going to be a good time um, since it's 
my album party, the theme is going to be albums. So I'm just going to be asking people what their favorite second album of an artist is. Because mm. um, I'm a music nerd. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I'm, that's, you know, that's kind of what I've got going on. And then I have a website, uh, com, or I'm on all the social media at Silky Jumbo. And uh, from there, you can just kind of find all my shows posted various places. Well, make um, sure, make sure you guys go out and support because mm-hmm. uh, one, Shalewa is so funny. Like before you get mm-hmm. to any of the other stuff, like just like you know, because uh, like altruistically, like no, do it selfishly so you can laugh and have a good time because <laughs> uh, she's so funny. And like I said, uh, in preparation to in preparation for the new album, go listen to Stay Eating Cookies and then you'll be like oh my god i can't wait for this album to drop for part two because it's so funny all the way from like the black woman holler the highlander uh reference in like the first joke um <laughs> i love i love i love she was like um uh my parents taught me to hate everything that's not black and i'm like oh yeah same i know i know what you mean yeah it's like it's it's not so much rooting for as rooting against uh for me <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but nah I, that's that's so dope so glad uh glad glad you came on the show shalewa yeah. and good luck with the album yes. thank you guys so much it's always a joy talking to you you guys are fantastic what you do is wonderful i mm. love following both of you uh, uh thank i'm you. so happy you guys had me on anytime and uh, make like i said uh you guys make sure you guys go cop the album okay mm-hmm. i'm go copying copy it. it you guys cop it let's see if we can maybe like get it to number one on itunes that mm-hmm. day you know what i'm saying see if we can do a little magic a little, little spring a little something <laughs> uh all right y'all until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.